Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God that we receive this morning is from the second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So far, the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. By God's grace, Peter walked on the water. He walked on the water. Neither the waves nor the winds could do anything to him. On his own strength, Peter sunk, and the waves and the winds overwhelmed him. God's grace is sufficient. It's sufficient strength for our lives. It's sufficient for us to walk on the water. Our strength is not. Philippians 4.13 is a passage that many of us know and love and rejoice in. It's a, a promise of great grace and strength from God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Consider the depth of love and strength that God promises to us for our life in that passage. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And yet, having received such a richness of God's grace, such a wealth of strength, how do we use this passage? How do we spend that strength? We so often think so small, don't we? God says, you can do all things through Christ. And we often think, well, okay, I can win the basketball game or study for my test or climb a literal mountain. That's the least of what we can do through Christ. If someone gives you $100, you don't spend it all on a single candy bar. If you inherit a billion dollars, you don't think, well, now I can buy a new pillow. If you inherit a billion dollars, you think about houses and vacations and maybe even buying an airplane. That'd be kind of nice, although you'd need a strip to take off and land on, right? When God promises us all strength to do all things, we need to think bigger. Bigger than games or a new job. God's grace is sufficient for our life. Sufficient to live our life to Christ. Sufficient to give our life as an offering and sacrifice to God. Sufficient to walk through the water and the storm. To preach the gospel even to those who hate Christ. To learn how to trust in God each and every day so that we can put away fear and worry to confront sinners with the law, to comfort the repentant with 
the gospel to stand before the powers of this earth to walk through water and fire. To hang out even in the lion's den with our pal Daniel, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What does our text say? My grace is sufficient for you. With these words, we learn that God has not promised to stop the storm. He has promised the strength to walk through the hurricane. Not a literal hurricane, don't try that at home, right? But figuratively, the hurricanes of this life, whatever this life throws at us, God's grace is sufficient. You know, there are few false teachings as detestable as this idea that is so common out there that if I have enough faith, I can stop the storm. If I have enough faith, God will fill my life with riches. If I have enough faith, I will not get sick. Or if I do get sick, I can heal myself with my faith. God does not promise to stop the storm. He does not promise there will not be sickness. He does promise the strength to see us through. God's grace is sufficient for our life. How how many years did Luther strive, strive with all his strength, with all his might, with all his heart to serve and love God and could not? His strength was never sufficient, was never enough even to crawl along that road. And he went to bed every night dejected and depressed because he knew how badly he had failed until he found the grace of God that we heard about in our epistle reading from Romans, the free grace of God that is poured out upon us through Christ Jesus, the forgiveness of our sins, the blood of Christ that covers us. And in that grace, Luther stood firm and strong against Europe, against kingdoms and popes and emperors. In the grace of God, he stood. God's grace didn't bring Europe to its knees, and God's grace didn't end the oppression. But it gave Luther the strength for his life, the strength to stand. What does our text say? My strength... That's God speaking, right? My strength is made perfect in your weakness. I added the word your there. With these words, we learn to accept the sufferings of this world, to accept the crosses in our lives, knowing that God's grace is sufficient for us. And we have here yet another beautiful, well-loved, for good reason, passage. As a gift from God, this passage really is uh, like a beautiful gift for us. In Isaiah 43, verses 1 to 3, But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, we're going to pause there for a second because uh, we have a problem here, right? 
As I said, this is God's gift to us, but it's got somebody else's name on the package. He says, Jacob, he says, Israel, right? So it's kind of like you put your Christmas wish list and then you see that present, the, the thing you wanted most sitting under the Christmas tree, but it's got your brother's name on it. Well, no problem, you just switch the name tags, right? And your brother isn't looking. Well, God switches the name tags for us. Galatians 3.29, if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Well, God has switched the name takes for He's taken off the name Israel on this present we're about to hear about. He's put our name on it. If you are Christ's, those who belong to Christ because he died for you, because you have been baptized, this is yours. Now we better open this gift and find out what's inside. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Again, God does not promise that the waters won't be deep. He does not promise that the fire will not burn. But he promises the strength to walk through it. That however deep the waters, however hot the fire, it will not drown us. It will not consume us. Because his grace, his strength is with us. Why is it that the waters can't overflow us? Why is it that the, the fire cannot burn us? Because of the blood of Christ that was given as an atonement for your soul. Because of the grace of God that has called you through Jesus Christ. Because of his forgiveness that has washed you like white as snow and made you his child. His grace is sufficient to walk through water and fire. His grace is sufficient for anything that comes in this life. Forget about the pride of this life. Forget about the goals of this world. His grace is greater, stronger than that. His grace is worth more than that, can do more than that. His grace is sufficient for a life given to Christ. What does our text say? I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. With these words, we learn that when we give our life to Christ, when we follow him, our weaknesses, our failings, our sins are not going to be hidden. Sometimes they're going to be on full display, not only to ourselves and to God, but even to others. But that doesn't matter. Because it's not our strength or our weaknesses that get us through, but the strength of God. Indeed, the more obvious our failings, the more obvious the strength of his grace. Samson, 
despite all of his physical strength, was a very weak man, wasn't he? One who failed over and over, who made the wrong choice every single time. And yet, despite his sin and his failings, because of the strength of God's grace, he stands as one of the heroes of faith. It was God's grace that saw him through. It was God's grace that forgave him. And it was God's grace that gave him the strength in the end to pull down the temple, destroying the enemies of God's gospel. God's grace is sufficient. Sufficient to overcome our weaknesses. God's grace is sufficient. Sufficient for the storm, sufficient for the water and the fire, sufficient in our weakness. God's grace is sufficient for you and for me. It's sufficient for our life. God's grace will see us through. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.